I think it should give a benchmark about we think it should be this. So that's the number it it gives plus or minus. That's user benchmark. That's user benchmark. It already exists. (laughs) User benchmark. Okay. All right. Never mind. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the PC Perspective Podcast. We've reached episode 739. This is being recorded on September 6, 2023. I'm Sebastian Peak. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Brett Van Spurnberg. And I'm Kent Burgess. You can find out how to support us financially by going to patreon.com slash pcper and be like Wayne F. And I don't know if this is related or not, but Brett was waving around some sheet of paper earlier. I don't know how positively low tech. Uh, Do you want to read some of that to us? Word of the Radeon Nexus quickly spread across the land, attracting adventurers who sought to harness its power. A skilled game developer named Alaria embarked on a quest to craft an epic fantasy game with the Radeon Nexus by her side. She breathed life into majestic castles, enchanted forests, and fearsome dragons, all rendered in breathtaking detail. I'm going to pause there. I think we should interject this several times during the podcast. Oh, please okay. don't, though. Okay. Now, that was written by AI, right? Like ChatGPT, not AI. Yes, it was. Language model. Okay. And yes, somebody, somebody who gave us money asked us to read this. Was that Wayne F? It was. I okay. believe it was. All right. So, There's yeah, more. You, you can subject us <laughs> and our viewers and listeners to things like that by supporting us generously. And let's move to Laramie, Wyoming, where oh, Josh Lord. presumably ate something, though I don't have a link in the show notes. Oh, you know Josh, what? That's my bad. Uh, please oh, no. Take us away. I'll go oh. to Twitter. Well, you know what? This is kind of a mess, just like my office. But it's a good mess. You can find all kinds of really interesting things here to maybe not munch on, but digest, if you will. So today I, I had the... Well, I, I was feeling a mite peckish, and I wanted something spicy. So I got the good old Johnny Cash burger. You've seen it before. Mm. You'll see it again. It's so beefy and hot and beefy. Two big patties, Monterey Jack cheese, no, Pepper Jack cheese, uh, their buffalo sauce, and then flaming Hot Cheetos uh, sprinkled, interspersed. They, they melted uh, in the... Uh, in the cheese, a bunch of uh, fresh cut jalapenos. So it's it's got a good amount of spice to it. It's super tasty, and again, you need to just not eat for a day after taking that. I couldn't even eat all the fries. It was just it was too much, too much, too much. Took too much, much too much. And so here I am, just drinking drinking water because well. That's what my gout tells me to do. Hmm. I stumbled upon this website called PCPer.com and it had these articles that were just, I couldn't stop reading. I was, uh, I think enthralled is the word you're looking for. Enamored. Yeah, enthralled. Yep. Enamored. Enthralled. Words yeah. like that. People who captivated, with, people fix your vocabularies than me, write articles there. Like this one, this, this author who takes really, um, shadowy photos of graphics cards in his basement Chiplets. You've heard about them. They're exciting technology, but until now, they have been almost out of reach. I mean, unless you want to spend $900 or more on a graphics card, 
it's just what, what about if you want to spend about two hundred and fifty dollars on a CPU? Okay, I'm, okay. Gra- graphics. There's rewind a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> graphics chiplets are exciting, but they're expensive. It's, they're hard to get. It's your the hands future. On. It it's is like the monorail. Future. It's like monorail. It's the future. Uh, monorail. We already had monorail. Hmm. Gotta wait for it. It's, the future. it's like one rail trains that go on hmm. one rail. Monorail. How about maglev? Are we there yet? There are maglev My, fans maglev. and computers already. Well, Mag, maglev monorail. North America, anyway. not so much, but. Shanghai has a maglev. Oh yeah, breaks down all the time. But you know, I had a, a magnetic fan from Vantech back in the day for my Vantech. Wow, I haven't heard that in mm. a long time. I found I was at a Best Buy and I saw it, and I was like, I have to get this. It's gonna be it's gonna be completely silent because it moves the blade around with magnets. And I had a screamer of a fan on my. I think it was like a Athlon XP. So. I got it. I installed it, and it was even louder than the one that I had. I couldn't. I didn't know anything about you know fans or bearings, so it's like, but I don't get it. It's supposed to be magnetic. Why is it so loud? Uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, chiplets. GPU chiplets. Are chiplets. The so it, many chiplets. And chiplets have hit the mainstream. I don't know if you've been paying attention or not, but today AMD launched the new. RX 7800 and 7700 XT graphics cards, and they fill that huge gap in their lineup between the 7600, which was not featuring a chiplet GPU. Navi 33 is just a monolithic die. The gap between the little 7600 and the big 7900 series graphics cards has been filled and filled nicely by cards that range from $449 all the way up to four hundred and ninety nine dollars, huh? Because that's not that's a very quite spread. spread. No, yeah. no, four forty nine to four ninety nine. No, come on. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I'm guessing they must have nearly identical performance, considering they're only fifty dollars apart. Hmm. We should. Well, that would be a reasonable assumption. However, mm-hmm. and they're very close in specs. If you look, world. let's see. The seventy seven hundred XT has fifty four compute units, and the seventy eight hundred XT has sixty. So, you know, six CUs, that's not that big of a deal. Clock speeds are very similar. In fact, you get higher clocks with the 7700. So I'm guessing these are really close. Oh, wait a minute. That memory speed is a lot higher on the 7800 XT. And the bit width. Yeah. And the board power is similar too. It's it's strange. It's What happens when you starve a GPU of bandwidth in NVIDIA? What happens? Oh, <laughs> they're not here. Okay. Um, you don't have to use as much memory for one thing. Yeah. Speaking of memory, mm-hmm. here's a look at the Navi 32, which only has four of the memory chiplets. So, you know, less bandwidth than Navi 31, which has six. So Sapphire was kind enough to loan us a pair of cards for our review. The Nitro Plus, which is their big, beautiful, triple fan, triple slot, RGB lit flagship card with these really interesting looking fans. Just huge, overbuilt. This thing looks like a 7900 XTX, but it just has a 7800 XT GPU under the hood. So you know it's going to be cool and quiet. That was our 7800 XT. By the way, AMD also sent us a reference card, so I threw that on the charts as well. And then here is this Pulse 7700 XT. That's the you know entry-level option. It's basically your alternative to a reference card, but better because it's cooler, quieter, Generally speaking, Pulse cards carry kind of that baseline MSRP, but offer you a little bit better performance. 
And of note, I didn't even think about this until I had a conversation with Kelt from Falcon Northwest. Not every card being released has these screw holes along the back, which is something that all the reference cards from AMD have. And AMD is not producing a reference 7700 XT. They're only doing the made by AMD 7800 XT. But not only does Falcon Northwest screw down their graphics cards with metal brackets, but part of the AMD guidelines for their Advantage desktop program is that the card has to be screwed into place. So it's kind of interesting that they're not releasing a reference card for the 7700 XT that fulfills their own requirements, but at least Sapphire does. So, but, you know, if you're looking at an Advantage desktop, it probably has a Pulse card in it, unless something else has these mounting screws. Let's talk more about mounting screw holes. All right, let's move on. So, Josh, I think you probably can sympathize with me a little bit because when I tested these new cards, I mm-hmm. felt guilty because I didn't have a 4060 Ti 16 gig, and I didn't really want to pay almost $500 for one of them. Yeah, it seems like a bad investment. You, you could do a lot of other things with that money, like, you know, burn mm-hmm. it or yeah, below. Yeah, that's that sounds yeah. like uh, the response Steve. to that. Yeah, yeah, Steve at Gamers Nexus. Somebody challenged him in a YouTube comment, like, like this comment or I'm buying a 4060 Ti. And he's like, why would you do that? Please. Set the money on fire. It's more entertaining, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't have a 4060 Ti 16 gig, so that's missing from the charts. So I thought, you know, the 4070 is probably fairly close, like a few percentage points different. So I checked the TechSpot review because they bought a 4060 Ti 16 gig. There's a 20% performance delta between those two cards. Wide, wide gap. It's not great. $500 uh, and it's 20% slower than the next card. I don't, I don't. Especially once we start seeing 4070s drop a little bit in price, which I suspect mm. might happen. There's, they're going to have to now. Wouldn't you think? I would think so. Yeah. Let's get back to the review. There's going to be somewhat of a variance in driver revisions because some of these results are nearly a year old, which is ancient. If you see a couple of weird results, and you will, just blame the drivers and blame me for not retesting them. Even though I retested almost everything, I did miss a few things. So there are some odd results in here, and I apologize. What was your um, your monitor on these tests? Which resolution? 3440 by 1440, 144 hertz refresh, Brett. Nice. Because wide. we're PC perspective. We're not living room perspective. We're not console mm. gamer perspective. So mm-hmm. what? We're not CRT. What? Well, I'd kind of like to be. I'd like to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Four three was not great yeah. for shooters or racing games. Aren't we really much? Aren't we saddled enough as enthusiasts with these lazy console ports? There's got to be something, some kind of silver lining to being a PC gaming enthusiast. The I differentiator. Think, yes, what is the self abuse? I, I think it's the ultra wide. I I'm latching on to that anyway. I'm desperately trying to make something happen here by saying ultra wide is something you're just not getting from your Xbox in the living room. You're, you're getting it right. from your PC. Unless yep. you're playing Starfield, in which case, well, not so much. Well, it's a console <laughs> port. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so 3440 by 1440 is what I tested at. And AMD said that these cards were targeting 1440. They didn't say how wide. Which? Yeah, they said 1440p, and p is progressive. That's just like, you know, the 3-2 pull-down thing from way back in the DVD era. It's it's a misused. 
term. I miss interlace. I miss interlace. I was going to say. I don't miss interlacing. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a talk. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so I just thought, hey, the AMD didn't specifically say not to use 3440 for your horizontal resolution. So I just did. Plus, it, it makes the uh, numbers smaller and they fit on the screen more easily because there are fewer frames per second or something. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. Let's go to the results. Let's start with the synthetics 3D Mark Time Spy Extreme. And it's a DX12 benchmark, but there's no DXR stuff. There's no ray tracing. Just rasterization being tested here. And if you look at this busy looking chart that doesn't have any visual aids to show you where the new graphics cards are, there is a 7800 XT reference right below the RTX 3080. They're neck and neck. In fact, I'm looking at it. They have the same score. And I averaged this from three runs somehow. What? The average was 8,886. Or uh, it's a typo. I'll have to go back and double check. But they're very, very close to each other in this test. Now, the Sapphire Nitro Plus takes it to the next level where it scores 9,359. So it was 400 points higher, more than 400 points higher, with the overclocked Nitro Plus. So bear that in mind. And the 7700 XT. And beating the 6800 XT, which is important. Yes, 6800 XT is beaten by the Nitro Plus. Not not by a lot. No, but it puts it right there. It puts it kind of level with it. So let's see if this this, uh, continues. By the way, the 7700 XT is a little bit faster than a 6800 non-XT. That's very important Uh. to remember. So let's go to Speedway. This is the DXR test. And it's a lot more, you know, focused on ray tracing. And mm. here, the 7800 XT easily outclasses the 6800 XT. And you know why? Because RDNA 3 is just more efficient at ray tracing than RDNA 2 was. So anytime you have a DXR heavy title, uh, my findings anyway, are that the 7800 XT will always outclass the 6800 XT. And uh, let's move on to some actual game benchmarking. Ultra wide testing. Here's Metro Exodus with settings you would never use if you were sane. The extreme <laughs> preset with no DLSS or any kind of resolution scaling, 3440 by 1440. The best card on this chart still couldn't hit 60 frames per second. So this is just to push the GPUs and make sure I'm not CPU bound, see where these all stand. And the 7800 XT reference manages about 39 frames per second. What's important is it's faster than the 6800 XT. Again, Enhanced Edition, DXR has some ray tracing. The 7700 XT is only a few frames behind, easily outclassing the 6800 again. I'm going to sound like a broken record. Basically, here's the way it stands. The 7700 XT is faster than a 6800. It is slower than a 6800 (laughs) XT. <clears throat> but <clears throat> the 7800 XT is generally faster than the 6800 XT in DXR titles, DirectX 12 Ultimate titles. In pure raster, the 6800 XT is often faster than the 7800 XT. Are you following this? Now, if you get yeah, an but, overclocked But, but your model, faster is like a frame and a half here. It's just, it, look, it scales. This, this doesn't scale much because the frame rates are so low. Let's go to a okay. game like Shadow of the Tomb Raider. where it's an older title and here we have cards hitting 100 plus frames per second almost all the way across the board look at the middle of the chart though there's almost no difference between these cards in the middle the rtx 3080 i had this bright idea oh i'll get that out and retest that one 
It's the same as a 4070. I didn't realize they were virtually the same. The only difference is that the 4070 has DLSS 3 and frame generation capabilities. The 3080 raster performance is identical. I was We were less than a frame apart in most tests. So it was a waste of time to retest it. I just, uh, I just want to point out this, that the 6950 XT owners should just be very happy with their purchase. Yeah, the 6950 XT is fantastic. In this test, it's faster than the 4070. Of course, it's faster than the 7800 XT, even the overclocked one from Sapphire. It's, it's just a phenomenal card, and it takes a 4070 Ti or a 7900 XT to beat it. Let's move on. Cyberpunk. We don't have to look at every one of these charts. Here is where the driver maturity is an issue. Because here we have a you know 11-month-old, or however many months old, 10-month-old result from the 7900 XT, where the frame variance was extreme. You had 95 average, but only 31.87, 1% lows. Oops. And then, of course, since then, testing AMD cards, it's much smoother on the newer drivers. And I knew that was a driver issue. Here's the old 6800 XT result. Mm-hmm. Same deal. So ignore those 1% lows. I need to retest those and put a new chart on here, but... Uh, well, don't do it, because they're about to change Cyberpunk completely, so... Oh, yeah, we'll right. talk 2.0. about that in a bit. 2.0! <laughs> Far Cry 6. Here's an AMD optimized you title. You have the 7900 XT and the 6950 XT at the top of the chart. Now, the 7800 XT is very, very close to the 6950 XT in games like this, but only when we're talking about the Nitro Plus, like the... The, the overclocked 7800 XT. So if you get yourself an overclocked variant, you'll be very close to a 6950 XT, which begs the question, why not just get a 6950 XT? I guess I think ray we've been tracing. saying that we've been saying that for like 6 months though. We've been saying mm-hmm. for God's sakes, go buy these things. It's a good yeah. deal. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we had them as our choice of the week? 4, 5, something like that. Many times. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, those, you know, going on a segue, those things have aged really well. Like fine wine? Would you say it was like fine wine? I mean, they just haven't become obsolescent even out of three years after being introduced, the 6800 XT. Yeah, it was just, it just keeps on chugging. I would, I I, had my mind's downstairs. It weighs about as much as a brick. But yeah, you just put it in and uh, it pulls the power and uh, it, it renders the frames. Mm-hmm. Magic. You know what else it does? I still have. Oh my God, these things are so heavy. I still have one. Have of the you box. ever unpacked that? Yes, several times. Oh, okay. Had it plugged in, had it plugged in, turn it off. Haven't found a home for it yet, so I'm not really sure what I'm going to. That's code for, it. I haven't assembled oh, all here. the parts for my latest Hackintosh project that needs... Hmm. I haven't assembled all the parts yet, and I'm gonna, I am gonna—I gotta buy some more stuff. So. Hey, you don't have to, you don't have to yeah, lock it's gonna be yourself. Great. Own it. You like doing it? <laughs> That's weird, but, you know, we support it's you. It's gonna be great. Sort of. <laughs> I don't know that the grunting and the look of discomfort on Brett's face when he was producing that card, I was it's heavy. Uh, concerned of where he was yeah. pulling it from. No, well, it was way over there. Effort noises are something I've become aware of. Like, oh, crap, i got to get in better shape. Grunting. Picking up something that weighs like five pounds. (laughs) Sitting down and standing up. Yep. (laughs) Unfortunately true. 
One area that's a little concerning, I guess, if you care about such things, is the power draw with these new graphics cards, which is high. It's a lot higher than NVIDIA this generation. NVIDIA has cards that are like 165 to 200 watts in this price range. And AMD is just blowing past 300 watts here, 325 watts. Now, the, it, this is an absolute mess. So I apologize for this uh, horrendous chart on the screen. I actually selected these colors specifically because they were the only ones I could tell apart with this uh, much going on. Well, that makes one of us. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the red squiggly line is actually the 6800 XT, the older card, which frequently hit 340, 350 watts. Uh-huh. So under load. It's not all the time, but it would it would spike. Now we have the Nitro Plus 7800 XT, which is actually better behaved. It's uh, slightly more efficient. It only hit 325 or just above it a few times. And then the uh, reference card is the orange squiggly line, which was a little below the Nitro Plus, which makes sense because it's it has a lower TBP, total board power rating, of a bizarre 263 watts, which isn't even close. I mean, this thing is like 300... 300 watts, maybe 310. You, you, YouTube chat would like to TLDR this. Uh, red equal bad? Question yeah. mark? No, red equal previous gen, orange oh, equal okay. current gen. So it's... Mm. So improved. It's almost as fast as the 6800 XT across the board, especially when DXR is considered. But it is a little bit more efficient. Now, AMD fans have... Now learned that power draw doesn't matter. Who cares? Now that NVIDIA is winning power, gamers don't care about power, right? So who cares? Let's move past this. Why don't, why don't we move into 220 volt power supplies as a way of life? Soon? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, way more efficient. Way. So the That's bottom so line, European, man. Bottom line oh, for okay. my review, Josh will have his own conclusions, but bottom line here is, first of all, the Sapphire Nitro Plus is the card that AMD should have made they should just hire sapphire to make their flagship every year and put an amd badge on it somewhere because it is great it was cooler it was quiet i forgot to make the temperatures chart anyway it was cooler it was quieter it was better in every way than the reference card it's also considerably larger it looks huge it looks like a 4090 so if you don't like it is going to quote you in their next tweet well i put a quotable part in here where did i put it uh Oh, I found it. It says, let's see, I was going on and on. And I said, if I had to stop blathering on about price and VRAM and craft a quotable summary to end this review, it would be this. AMD's hit a home run with the RX 7800 XT, offering better raw performance than the GeForce RTX 4070 at a price that is currently $100 less than NVIDIA's. If you don't care about DLSS and frame generation and power draw, the RX 7800 XT is a no-brainer at this price point, end quote. Oh, and by the way, let's talk about the 7700 XT for a second, where oh, I write, okay. it's a yes. big gen-on-gen upgrade over the 6700 XT, but the puzzling $449 price tag punishes what is otherwise a fantastic product. Seriously, spend the additional $50 and get the 7800 XT. Why? They're so, Why? They're so close. They're not close in performance at all. Right, but, but price-wise. They're like a 4060 Ti to a 4070. It's that same 20-ish percent gap in performance, but it's $50. Save your pennies. Take back some bottles. They're piling up in it's, the garage anyway. Get- it's Starbucks. It's three weeks. Maybe less. Three weeks. It's, no, it's like a, a week. It's a, a week without Starbucks. Without Star- 
to weeks without Starbucks. So just fast. Don't get breakfast for like a week. And just the fifty dollars, mm-hmm. you will never regret it. It's like when I tell people when they're shopping for a TV, you will never regret getting the bigger TV. You will. You will regret not. Getting oh my gosh, you're totally totally right. I put a sixty five up, and I'm like, you know what, seventy two would fit. <sighs> exactly, seventy seven. Yeah, eighty four. The, the yeah, eighty. Well, yeah, exactly. Ninety, one hundred. No, let's move. Let's skip ahead. We're skipping a story. Yeah, skip, skip. God, yep, do it. It's it's time for Josh. It's and now Josh Tech. Now I'm kind of confused what the story was that you skip but i guess i could always look at the it thing. was a roundup of other uh, oh. reviews yeah there was an obnoxious yeah well you know what you're, you're not the only person with uh the views that the 7800 xt is is a true you know generation on generation kind of not really thing because yeah it you get power performance improvements um you do get better ray tracing uh Consumption is lower, but yeah, it's it's weird. And the seventy seven hundred, which oddly enough, I reviewed the uh, XFX, and this is uh, this is quite quite the name XFX Speedster Kick three nineteen AMD Radeon RX seventy seven hundred XD Black Edition <clears throat> review. Um, so XFX was kind enough to send us an extra one of these. Uh, that we could, you know, take a look at, at their product. Now, in the past, I've, I've been very complimentary of XFX. The aforementioned RX 6800 XT Black that uh, I did a video review on uh, over a year ago, I think actually two now. Um, it was a fantastic card. It just was slightly faster than a 3080, cost a little bit less. Um, of course, back then you just couldn't get a hold of it. Uh, it was a big card. It was super heavy. It was metal all around. And uh, if you want to listen to a grunt of me trying to pick it up, I believe this is where it happens. Um, it just is a monster. And uh, it ran fairly cool for a 6800 XT. And it was very, very high quality build. Thing was a monster monster card and so it's been really nice for me to get back to xfx with something that you know is, is very similar the uh and i'll pull this one up at 7700 xt is about it is really the same size as the other card but there are a few differences in quality uh it's a plastic shroud rather than a metal one around there it does have a metal back plate but it doesn't go all the way to the back that turns into plastic if you look into the uh, fins, the, the fin density is probably about half of that, uh, or, or yeah, half of the, the density of, of, of the previous one. So there's a lot less metal. There's, there's four heat pipes that go through, uh, they kind of, you know, cut in half. So it almost looks like eight, but it's actually four. Uh, the other one had five. And so this weighs literally half that of, of the 6,800 XT, but that's not necessarily, a bad thing. It's also a little bit skinnier. It still will take up three slots as compared to three and a half, damn near four for the uh, older 6800 XT. Uh, it does not have RGB. So if you like a dark, darkened case on the interior, 
this is a good go-to because yeah, there's going to be nothing there. There's no control software, nothing. It's just, it's just the card. Uh, they've really overbuilt this. Uh, it, it's got a lot of phases. Um, it's still a 7700 XT, so it's cut down from the 7800. Uh, it's it's 192 bit, 12 gigs, and yeah, the price is a little lot. It's they're expecting 459 to 469 for this particular product, and so that makes that jump even smaller to go to just a bone stock 7800 XT and, and get some extra performance, but they do add a few things to this. Now they didn't officially release what their boost numbers were for this, but it was a little over 2550 is, is kind of the official uh, this. And that's a boost. And of course, boost is only supposed to be a boost of time now and then, and then you have a, a game clock, which is about 2.2 gigahertz. And then the base clock I think is, is 1.9 gigahertz. Well, this, thing ran at load and with no real fan noise whatsoever it was just like seriously the lowest fan setting it ran 58 degrees centigrade which is pretty stinking cool for a video card especially when it's not making a whole lot of noise either uh power consumption was about 20 watts more than a 6700 xd the last generation and this thing was constantly boosted at probably 2.6 to 2.633 gigahertz all the time. I mean, it just went to that clock speed and it stayed there. So if you were to get this card and to, you know, kind of unlock the, 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 the power um, factor and just kind of let it go and, and push the overclock, I bet this thing would 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 hit 2.9 pretty consistently. It'll be a lot harder, hotter. Uh, it will make no more noise, but it'd probably do it. And now you're talking some serious performance because this was, you know, getting fairly close to a 6800 XT at in stock form. It was always a little bit slower, uh, but it was always, you know, 20% faster than a 6700. Uh, Except of course in Far Cry Six, but if if you're gonna you know throw out the uh, the 1080p number, which for some reason it just kind of choked at 1080p, but if you look at the 1440p, it goes from you know 81 average to 96, so that's a fairly significant jump, you know 15 15 frames, uh, you know it's just, you know fairly constant across the board. I mean it was faster than the old 2080 Ti, which was a $1,200 to $13, $100 uh, video card back in the day. Um, there are other applications, you know, like Watchdog Legions had a lot of uh, RTX or, or DXR in there. And it performed well. Uh, Red Dead Redemption, another title that just still looks fantastic all this time, um, performs well. One thing I will mention is I use the press driver for the 7700, but I used the um, the latest AMD Radeon driver uh, for the rest of them. And so there, there are some, you know, 1% lows minimum that are a little goofy as compared to what it should be. Uh, but overall, you know, this performed very, very well. It was super quiet. It's got all the features that you want. It's 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 got the AV1 encoding. Uh, it's, it's got the, I, I think it's got dual encoders, doesn't it? 
anyway, I can't remember exactly. Um, but it decodes everything in hardware as well. It's got uh, twin BIOS uh, right now. They're identical BIOS, so it's it's kind of a safety thing in that if you somehow corrupt one of them, you can just switch the other and your card will still work perfectly fine. Maybe you could Not entirely unlock, sure. unlock a yeah, 7800. They, they need a, the, the Rage thing again, where it really unlocks the entire you know thing. But it's... Um, you know, I haven't had a lot this much fun in, in benchmarking cards for a long time. And it was uh, kind of fun as well to to be able to really hammer down on the A770 from Intel as well. I know this is a RX 7700 XT review, but, you know, it, it, it still was, was neat to be able to get that out and see where Intel has gone over the past year because it's been a while since I've pulled out this card to take a look at it. And, uh, you know, it's consistently faster than the 3060 and yeah um the 3060 is is just kind of a it seems like it's a dead skew that it you you really shouldn't invest in that anymore especially with an a770 around and then with these new cards i mean if you like xfx if you like a super quiet card if you like the ability to probably overclock this damn near to the moon it's going to have good performance it's it's going to get close to a 6800 XT in some things. Um, it rarely ever surpasses it, but it's still much better than a last generation card. So the problem is, of course, the AMD pricing. And I think that, you know, my, my working theory, and I mentioned this in the article, is that AMD kind of priced it the way they did, knowing that the 7800 XT is, is going to stay there and it's going to be kind of the standard for that. And they're going to give these initial sales of the 449, 459, 469 for overclock stuff uh, an initial, but I think that they're going to kind of erode very, very quickly within at least a month or so that you're going to see five, $10 differences in, in, in from MSRP and, and, and little specials and sales that uh, will, will help these move off the clock, but I mean, off the, uh, off the shelves. Um, it would be good if it was, you know, 429, I think, would, would sell a whole lot better. But I'm not in charge of, of this stuff, and we don't know how much uh, these things still cost to build uh, in terms of bill of materials. Uh, but otherwise, you know, from an XFX standpoint, it's an excellent card. I had a lot of fun with it. It was fantastic to work with. Good performance across the board. I'm looking forward to the latest drivers with the new HyperRx stuff. Uh, we have talked about a little bit about the FSR3 and the frame generation that AMD will be implementing this fall with these parts. Um, it really is, you know, other than, you know, RT performance or, or DXR performance that is a little bit lower than the NVIDIA side. Um, it's a good jump up. Uh, we just started living kind of in a new world of graphics pricing that is not very reminiscent of the old and things have changed. And I don't know if we're, uh, we're ever going to get back there. We probably won't be. So we'll just have to kind of grin and bear it and, uh, choose our products wisely. But otherwise it got a silver award because well built, super quiet, good performance. It's going to be much faster than the standard, uh, RX 7700 XT. If there is such a thing, um, but yeah, it's an overclock card. 
and it will just take what you give it and like it. And a really seems nice like little upgrade from a 6700 XT. Seems like it's tremendously uh, overcooled in its stock form. I don't want to say overcooled. That's wrong. It, it's, is. Has a, it, has, it has a high potential for absorbing heat in its current stock form mm-hmm. because of its cooling capacity. But I, I did want to add something to the driver aspect. Oh, my goodness. As okay. time passed... The Radeon Nexus continued to evolve. Its drivers became more refined, unlocking even greater performance and compatibility. Gamers and creators praised its reliability, enabling them to conquer challenges and explore new frontiers without hesitation. Would you say that's how you felt, Josh? Yes. The 7700 XT at 399 would just eat NVIDIA's lunch as a mid-range gaming card. And I feel like that's where it's going to end up. I do not understand the 449. It doesn't make any sense. It feels like a placeholder price. So they can, oh, gotcha. It's actually 399 and we're going to sell a million of them. <laughs> but are they debating them again? I, I feel uh, like they are. I think it's I, I, like, Josh's suggestion was 429, but, you know, 419, you know, right, right in that zone. Somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. We're going to see a tweet and a. 24 or 48 hours it's like we've listened to important feedback from gamers and they're, they're not going to say that because so many people have bought 7700 xt no they haven't they're going to buy the 7700 no. xt it's the they're 7800 xt launch the 7700 xt is this weird also ran it's like when the 7900 xtx it's, launched and they put the 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 lesser card just a hundred dollars lower if you're already spending yeah. 900 spend a thousand you just couldn't get the XTX for a while. It was a concession to get an XT. But you know, when you're it going was. out and you're going to have some fun because you're cool and all of a sudden you have to bring your younger brother around. <sighs> Nobody wants him there, including him, but he's just got to show up and yeah. There's your 7700. What are you going to say, uh, Kent? Uh, the, and the performance difference between the uh, 7900 XTX and the XT was substantial. Uh, yes. So yeah, it it just uh, didn't make sense to spend a hundred dollars less uh, for a huge drop in performance, as you said, when you're spending that much money on a card to begin with. Hey, so I think of- the uh, at least on Newegg, um, they're sold out of the seventy eight hundred XTs. Oh, stunning! Yeah. Wow. I never yeah. guessed. What? There's going to be more of these. I know. We haven't XTs. seen that in a while. Hmm. We saw Remember it with the, the XTX launch. We saw it with the XTX launch. This will yeah. immediately, and you couldn't get them yeah. except sometimes on AMD.com. I just checked out of stock. Of okay. course. Will AMD go out and say, "Hey, I was able to successfully buy one, so they're out there." They're nah. <laughs> Let's uh, check in on the Starfield AMD Limited Edition bundle on eBay. I think we looked at this real last quickly. Week. It's you know, over. These next, uh, it's these over. next stories are going to be quick. Yeah, but it ended anyway. on the 5th, so it's okay. too late. What, what did it go? Uh, I couldn't cash in on this. $100. bids, folks. Yeah. Well, it's one out of 500, so I mean. Were they all yeah. legitimate? <clears throat> oh, I Were they, though? I'm not signing in. Okay. Yeah, don't, well, don't sign so, Sometimes <laughs> no, there are don't. restrictions on bidding or you have to be like pre- for certain auctions i know that you can set it up so you have to be like pre-approved 
But this could have been one of those where it's a bunch of zero feedback bidders just draw, driving the right. price up, see how high it'll go. But uh, It seems like uh, the hype has outrun the real thing for me here. Um, oh, are you, yeah. are you saying that overhyped games? Mm, yeah, I am. <laughs> I don't know if it's overhyped. <laughs> it seems to be getting a pretty good uh, response. And Well, how did you enjoy playing it on your Intel, by the way? You're a seven I, I did. didn't. They run, yeah, exactly. Run pretty well on that. Oh, what? What's that? Intel? What? Uh, uh, emergency! All hands oh, on and deck. And one thing I mentioned, I forgot to mention, <laughs> in, in all my benchmarks, I did not turn mm-hmm. on DLSS or FSR. So Fair. all of those okay. things were, you know, you know, that it's it's pure benchmarks. Exactly. This is raw. Yeah. You did it raw. How do you feel, Josh? How do you feel about resizable bar? Is that fair? Yeah, that's on too. You got to have that on. Okay. All right. All right Just doesn't make sense not to. Except for the 2080. It doesn't support it. Let's pause here for a word from this week's podcast sponsor. A new season calls for new meals, and HelloFresh has a sure-to-please fall lineup of delicious dinners with more to choose from. And when it comes to options, honestly, more is just plain more. You'll find that HelloFresh's menu includes 40 recipes and over 100 add-on items to choose from each week, from veggie to family-friendly to fit and wholesome. They definitely have what it takes to keep everyone, including you, happy and satisfied. They also live up to the fresh in the name because you're getting top-notch produce that travels from the farm to your door in less than seven days. HelloFresh takes the stress out of mealtime by delivering fresh ingredients and easy-to-make recipes right to your door. My latest HelloFresh kitchen adventure slash culinary delight was spaghetti bolognese with chicken sausage. That meal was hearty and delicious, and making it was actually fun. All the main ingredients were right there, plainly marked and portioned out. The recipe card was, once again, super easy to follow, and I bet it's one of the easiest ways you'll ever find to get your family to eat zucchini. The Italian seasonings do wonders. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50PCPer and use code 50PCPer for 50% off, plus 15% off the next two months. Get started on your sampling of America's number one meal kit and go to HelloFresh.com slash 50PCPer and use code 50PCPer for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Wee woo, wee woo, wee woo, wee woo. Mandatory ARC news. This story comes from Hot Hardware. It's been around. Uh, if you've been paying attention to the Starfield Intel ARC drama, if you're trying to play Starfield and Intel ARC GPU, you're probably not having a lot of success. Mm, There's an emergency probably, driver. Yeah. They worked over the holiday weekend and released driver 31.0.101.4672. So here's so they their... They gathered a bunch of things their, off of planets and crafted them into a, a new uh, driver? Well, they, like they X-tweeted. Can I, can I say X-tweeted or did they x I don't even know what to say anymore. Excrement. Well, it's an everything yes. app for the way you they live excreted. your life. Okay. Some news. They so they excreted a bit of news here where they said, Oh my gosh, we apparently didn't know that this game was coming out and we forgot to release a driver. Please go download this one instead. I think this doesn't speak well of them in some other ways. It's almost to me, it's less of a story about them addressing a problem and more like you, I love you this. Didn't, You're just you didn't piling know. on when you Intel has consistently released a, driver after driver this, after driver. This, it's and a, then it's they miss obvious Starfield. Miss. It's an obvious miss it's, to it's, me. How is it what an obvious happened? miss, Brett, when this game has specifically uh, been tailored for AMD Radeon? AMD is paying them 
for mm. exclusivity. They don't mm. have any DLSS support. It favors AMD in every benchmark. If How you many look at the results, days NVIDIA cards are not weeks. even close to 100% GPU utilization because you, they're... You fold up that devil's advocate and put it back in that box. The game engine just <laughs> favors Radeon. That's the way it is right now. How many days or weeks did NVIDIA come out with a driver that was suitable for... It still doesn't fully utilize their own GPUs in the game. Why do you think an Perhaps. XTX is beating a 4090 at times, depending on your setting? Perhaps AMD was like two or three days in front of the game release. NVIDIA or our uh, Intel was like, oh, what? There was a new game? Oh, we, uh, we're sorry about that. We missed it. <laughs> what happened? That was odd. That's that's really the question. Okay, it's, it's just AMD playing that, like, that Bethesda. hey. What? Sorry, Josh. Go ahead. It would be interesting if Bethesda just didn't send them beta builds. Ooh, interesting take. Interesting take. Hadn't thought of that. I mean, NVIDIA had them. This was just like watching one of those dual viewpoint sports shows on ESPN where the guys are just back and forth arguing. If they didn't have access to Ken's point, then why would they have a driver? Intel Arc is a big company, but it's it's not. Well, they they, they bought the $100 pre one. And shared oh. it around their entire software development team. Yeah, they had one code. Only one person played it, at a time. You know, it's almost <laughs> as if AMD, when they bought exclusivity, they were buying positioning. They want to be able to oh, showcase you know what? how I just great you. the performance of Radeon cards are in this new game that's specifically coded to favor ah, our cards. I'm getting such a shill sense from you right now. <laughs> what, for who? Intel? No, AMD. Or, Are you kidding? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Not AMD. I'm I'm not pro AMD here when okay. they're doing like their own game works the way it's meant mm. to be played moment. Sure. Okay. There are games that Brian used to test certain games and was immediately called out in the comments like, you can't test that game because that's an NVIDIA game. It's It cripples performance with the Radeon cards. And these days Ooh. there are certain games where if I do a neutral title, what I think is a neutral title, I feel like Far I'm getting the same kind of results Biased. that Biased. I would get from like a 3D Mark test. Everything is mm, kind of stacked okay. the same way. The ranking is the same. Then I move to like your Dirt 5 or Far Cry 6, and there's probably a lot of other better examples, but those are AMD sponsored titles. Mm-hmm. And the AMD cards are always on top. So it's just kind of interesting how that works. It's not okay when NVIDIA does it. I'm just saying, AMD is getting bigger, and maybe they're starting to, you know, seed the market a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Before you know it, we'll be back to the old days where you had to have certain cards to run certain games. Ooh, those are bad days. Before DirectX. Oh, let's not do that. Let's go back to Clyde. It was such a great little oh, API. That was. Clyde. What was that one that uh, uh, LGR did another video with Diamond Stealth uh, S? What was it? The S3 Metal. S3540. Yeah, Metal. Yeah. yeah. That was its own thing. Certain games like Need for Speed 3 had support for that API, but you had to have specific API support in the game or else you were just using it. Then Redline was. Uh, uh, what was the other. Our company, Rendition. No, Rendition. Verite. Rendition. Uh, CL. That was it. Hey, it was sold to Micron in 1998. 
Yeah, and they did nothing with it. <laughs> nothing. And if you read the history of, of Rendition, their chip was pretty janky. It was essentially an ARM CPU with some, you know, fixed function units attached to yeah. it. It was, it worked, but it wasn't, wasn't great. But yeah, they, they were talking about the, uh, the V3000 series and how it was going to, you know, totally redo the world. And yeah. it never came out. It was like a Jimmy back in the day. Years. You weren't proud of driving like, it. A Jimmy. Yeah. 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 You weren't proud of driving it, but technically it did what you needed it to. Let's rapidly go through the rest of our news stories this Indeed. week. Videocards.com, there's rumors about Intel's new 14th Gen Core i9 14900K. Actually, there's a, a Geekbench result, apparently. Yeah. Which has it's, really good we single all, core. We all really put a lot of stock into Geekbench scores here. I know that Sebastian does especially. I think the important thing to the takeaways from this particular article are, one, 6 gigahertz. Nice. Uh, single core performance, better. Versus 13900K. Multi-core performance? Hmm. Sad face. Yes. Not so much. Hmm. Well, I mean, this is pretty It's early, though. Somebody. Could be early BIOS on the board. You know, you don't know. Um, but so that's kind of an early peek at where things are heading right now. Hey, you know what? A lot of stuff is still single-threaded, despite our best efforts. So... You know, good on them. Increase single-threaded performance. It'd be nice if multi-core was there. Maybe it will be once the BIOS matures and implementations mature and workloads um, are targeted appropriately at the architecture. We'll see. I would take just more efficiency over... As we look at the I mean, you're talking power. Yeah, there's, you're talking there's, power and heat. Yeah, there's no way that the 14900K underperforms compared to a 1300K at the same core count. I feel like... This is probably a platform issue, memory bandwidth difference, something. Well, scroll up real quick and take a look at the um, the uh, disposition of of e cores. It's a it's a surprisingly large number that they're targeting on this. Uh, it's right at the first sentence or so uh, in the article where they talk about um, eight p cores and 16, 16 e cores. That's kind of a interesting allocation. That's what the thirteen nine hundred K has yeah, as well. Oh, I didn't keep track of that. So yeah, good two call. To one. yeah, this is this is very, very similar to a thirteen hundred K. It's just I would hope it's not as power hungry. Hmm. Well, it, it's almost like they've they've improved the uh the, the their their yields enough that they're going to be putting out the thirteen nine hundred KS as the fourteen nine hundred K. Hmm, interesting. It almost looks like that. It's a fascinating theory. Mm-hmm. Next news story. You flip its lid. Usenet. Remember it? <laughs> it's still going strong, says the so registrar. Jeremy, Jeremy story. Yes. So it's going stronger. The <laughs> committee's back. The old Usenet management committee that sort of died out over the years, um, in some cases literally, but for the most part just sort of moved on to other things. Sort of got back together in 2020 and have been sort of pushing to try and get Usenet back uh, to activation because, I mean, it's never gone away. It's always been there. It will always be there. And the best thing about it is hardly anyone understands it. So it just, they leave it alone. So they've shut down some really old news groups. Uh, They've added the first news group in uh, like since forever for the Gemini protocol. 
And, you know, they're just sort of trying to bring back the whole moderation and the original use of Usenet. Uh, these are the guys who you will not find any bin files. Um, if you know what a bin is, then you know what I mean. If you don't, well, you missed out. And uh, sorry about that. So, yeah, it's, it's literally older than the bloody web. And there are, if you want to check it out, or if you want to go back to it, revisit the rules because the regular internet breaks them all the time. And yes, it was home for the internet oracularities, which were just hilarious back in the day. But yeah, don't, uh, don't post to the top of the thread. You, you, you post at the bottom because that's how people read. Correct. Yeah. Is you still doing these, his plans? I think so. <laughs> Not like he used to be, but I think no. so. Yeah. <laughs> you going to stop him? No. <laughs> Let's pause here for a word from another podcast sponsor. How does your personal information seem to end up in so many places? I can tell you that one way for sure are data brokers. They're pulling that intel and knowledge about you from public sources and all kinds of social media systems you interact with, and they're aggregating it and selling it out to other agencies. You and your information are now the product. This includes your relationships and connections, your job history, birthdays, past and current mailing addresses, or phone numbers. It's all out there. It's a difficult task to gain some control over this personal info. The Delete Me service is set up to help you with exactly that. Well, on the lighter side of the web anyway. Delete Me had me give their system a run-through to see how it worked. After gathering my personal information to seed their inquiries, Delete Me contacted over 40 separate data brokers to locate my records and then make removal requests on my behalf. These data brokers need to provide that mechanism, but they don't always make it easy to do. Delete Me works on your behalf, saving hours of finding the forms and properly composing the requests to get you removed from those data broker systems, obviously freeing up my time and energy to do way better things. I'm already starting to see results with removal verification requests coming from some data brokers. Right after my first report was generated, I had a few questions and contacted Delete Me. They were very fast to respond to my requests for further investigation on removing my personal data from several data brokers they were researching. Decide that data privacy is also important to you. Take a step to limiting data brokers' usage of your personal data with Delete Me. Now get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeletemecom PCP and use promo code PCP20. That's the way to get 20% off. Go to joindeletemecom PCP and use promo code PCP20 at checkout. That's joindeletemecom PCP. Promo code PCP20. It's time for Security Corner, and LastPass is in the news again, and not for good reason, because mm. it turns out that some of those passwords from that really big, bad breach in November, they might be cracked. Now, that wasn't supposed to be possible, but it might be possible. They always told us, don't worry, they'll never crack them. Yeah, no, the, the most amusing part of this, and one of our commenters didn't get my uh, tongue-in-cheek, um, which was that, uh, yes, uh, last August, not the one just passed, but the one last year, uh, was an initial breach at LastPass, and they sat in LastPass for about four days before they were detected, and obviously exfiltrated a bunch of stuff. So they came back in November and grabbed about 25 million accounts uh, worth of data. And so LastPass say, hey, don't worry. Our, uh, our, our, I forget what they call it, but there's like their no remembrance 
feature that they have means that there's no possible way that you could ever be hacked, even though they've got all of your data in plain text and encrypted. And so there's been some researchers that have been noticing a pattern of uh, crypto enthusiasts, all of which whom use LastPass, all of which have been robbed without the usual email breach or cell phone spoof or anything beforehand. And I've sort of built up a fairly good case to say that, yeah, um, it's pretty obvious that they're getting a hold of your uh, actual keys out of LastPass. Now, one of the things that then the tongue in cheek was that they're saying that these are generally security minded individuals. And I'm thinking, no, if you were involved in a breach and you didn't change every last one of your passwords, how security minded are you? I think by security minded, they meant, well, they know what cryptocurrency is and they use it. So they know what a wallet is and they know not to change their wallet password on LastPass. So, I mean, it's not like anyone real has been hurt. 35 million bucks worth of crypto <laughs> or so has been stolen. Who cares, really? But if yeah, you have real other stuff anyway. on your last yeah. pass, you it's might want to change your passwords. You went through a breach. Change your passwords. All right. Bleeping Computer has a story about, uh, what is this? Well phishing? W3LL phishing kit. Hijacks thousands of Microsoft 365 accounts. Bypassing MFA. I thought multi-factor was... So did LastPass. It's not necessarily terribly new, but it is one of the more advanced fishing kits on the planet going. And they're, they're, they've leveraged a whole bunch of new stuff uh, and essentially hit you with a, a weaponized attachment that isn't really detectable because they keep evolving so bloody quickly and because it bypasses you, the email filters that you usually look for when someone gets uh, fished. It's like, okay, is there anything weird going on in your outlook rules? And this sort of manages to sort of get around that in a way that I haven't had a chance to look into because it's uh, definitely one of network guys eyes on how this sort of happens. But long story short, once again, you download an attachment, you don't double check yourself and you open it up and you get like a little uh, spinning thing. Well, it's loading, except it's not loading. It's installing a whole bunch of crap on your machine and then takes you to the phishing address where you then log in because you're pretty sure that this is a Microsoft portal that you're headed to. It literally doesn't give a crap about CAPTCHA. It will happily validate things. It will grab brand identity um, from your into and your group policies. Uh, it snatches the cookies. It'll grab the one-time password and then store that session cookie. And then, yeah, you're you're uh, you kind of toast. It's, it's it, not. It acts great. as a very mature, well-crafted man in the middle, collecting you, you your mean information. It works better than Office three fifty nine. Yes. It, yes, it actually is a really very well-crafted Microsoft 365 proxy service. If I could, yeah, actually, that's what it is. It's an excellent interface. Honestly, yeah, and it's service. probably up more often too. Yeah, it probably has higher availability than than Microsoft's actual front end. Oh my life! <laughs> All right, don't feel too bad. Let's have an uplifting story about uh, Asus oh, routers. Yes, let's. 
Oh, Max. how bad can this be? Yeah. Probably fine. I use an Asus router. It's yeah, only a 9.8 out of 10. Yeah, Holy come on. Crap. Like, it could be worse, right? Yeah. It, has there ever been a 10? I feel like we always see yes. these. I think there was yeah. a 10. I'll have to go look it up. I think but there anyway. was like one. Yep. It was Bo Derek. There, um, well, I mean, it was going to go Sophia Loren, <laughs> but okay. Feel, hey, hey! Everybody has their own, you know, preference. Or Julie Newmar. That's funny. Come on, if you're not going to mention Raquel Welch, then uh, See, everybody's I mean, I just a, everybody is just showcasing their age here with their pick. I yeah. knew you were going to go for Raquel, so I didn't want to so, take her. Sophia Loren. Uh, well, sure, you I mean, did. I just picked the one that starred in the movie Ten. So, huh. oh, uh, anywho, yeah, we're all getting off track here. There's specifically three models, but honestly, if you've got a gaming router, just go and see if there is any firmware updates because you want them. Uh, this is a wonderful one where all they're doing is malforming a string, uh, which, you know, you just pass back and forth just so that you can visit the internet. Except for some reason on these three routers, it doesn't check to see if that might actually be a code string that might be able to execute something on your router and completely and totally root it without needing any authentication whatsoever. It just poisons an API call. Boom. Your router runs that code and Bob's your uncle. They now own that router and you don't have a bloody clue. So download your, go check, see if you've got an update. If you do install it. Yes, I know you hate taking yourself offline for five minutes. It's painful, but it's a lot less painful than someone else owning your router. Five minutes of downtime? Patching a security hole? Tough. A lot of people got to weigh that carefully. I know. Yeah. You haven't rebooted your computer in, what, 300 days? So we were going to complain about how Microsoft screwed up their cryptographic keys or how they didn't realize that killing TLS 1.1 and 1.2 would kill their old products, which more like of the corporations still use. No, Great this story, one is man. going straight to uh, a China-backed hacking group managed to steal one of Microsoft's major cryptographic keys. And using that was then able to unhash crash dumps up to and including multiple US government agencies data. So these crash dumps were uploaded. So not only did these attackers get a hold of the crash dumps, they got a hold of the bloody ridiculously highly guarded key that should never have been available to anyone to be able to unencrypt these dumps and grab whatever it is that's in there. Cause well, who the hell knows? Yeah, this is not going to go well, and it's probably going to so, pay out for a while. What was the what was the kind of the linchpin of this story? How they got a hold of it? What was the critical bit of bit of information or the critical situation that allowed them to grab this signing key? Uh, so they've or been this- in and out this group for a while um, over mm-hmm. the last couple of years. And they've been sort of identified, but never been able to, you know, track them down or be able to prevent them. And there's a whole bunch because it's Microsoft who, you know, had to admit that, well, crap, this happened. Well, how did it happen? Oh, well, it couldn't have happened. 
Okay, but it did. <laughs> yeah, well, it did. Yeah, but it, 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 it really shouldn't have been able to happen. Yeah, but it did. Okay, so we're going to get back to you. Yeah, okay. We're just, just, we're just going to figure this out. So, yeah, the idea that they're being able to grab these crypto keys to be able to uh, pull out the crash logs is, is pretty big. And I suspect significantly more widespread than we know at this point. So they're able to account to create legitimate Microsoft account access tokens. They're, they're allowed to do some really nasty stuff. Uh, we don't want to spend too much time on it because it's getting late, but uh, yeah, you, you might want to read up on this one because it's, it's going to be bad for so many people. It's time for gaming quick hits. And what can we expect from Cyberpunk 2.0. Is that what Phantom Liberty really is? Is it the second? No, nope, that's the part you pay for. Oh, Ooh. so that's that's Cyberpunk 2.0 is free. What is Cyberpunk 2.0? Uh, well, it gives you some new radio stations to listen to. Hmm. <laughs> what about graphics? Uh, it, it, I mean, probably tweaked it a little bit. Uh, they turned it into Grand Theft Auto. So there's now car chases and a heat mechanism and you're allowed to, uh, you know, like zoom around and flee from the cops and run people over and it will continually escalate and more and more things come out until you've got some, uh, serious people coming after you. Uh, there's new quests. Uh, they've got a bunch of new, they reworked the skill and perk system and you get all that for free. Uh, if you download or pay for the new Phantom Liberty DLC, you get Dogtown, as we've heard about before. You get a whole bunch of new major quests, a bunch of new procedural quests, the ability to strap rocket launchers to aforementioned car during the car chases in case you really want to annoy people. Uh, level cap uh, is increased to 60, along with some skills that are only applicable if you buy the DLC. So, yeah, they've uh, they kind of went out and did everything uh, as sort of a last hurrah because to tie it into the next one, this is it for CD Projects Red's uh, engine. They are going to a brand new engine. Everything they're going to do from now on is going to be developed on that engine, and that pretty much says that Phantom Liberty is going to be the one and only DLC for Cyberpunk 2077. And hopefully their new engine looks what, better than it did at launch than this one did. That was actually one of the issues that held them back due to the porting issues, red engine, the yeah. refunds, their red engine, which was, um, I don't know if they bought that or whether that was totally internally developed at the time, but that caused them a lot of issues. And it was a lot of visual problems, performance problems, and they couldn't get it quite optimized for the different platforms they were playing on. I think they really had a limited amount of manpower they could apply to the problem. So they're moving to a totally different uh, game engine that's maintained by So they're going to partner with Bethesda? Mm, I think if you check that article, you'll see whose engine they're moving to. I was going to say, having to maintain your own engine is just unreal. I mean, yeah. seriously, uh, go with Unreal. I saw what you did yeah. there. Mm. But yes, that's, that is what they're doing. 
Yes. So the new Witcher says working with a well-established third-party engine like Unreal could allow CDPR to focus more on game design and content yeah. And less on patching up that underlying engine technology, says our yeah. second. So. Yeah, it's, which it's, is why it's sort they of interesting. won't be bringing out anything else on on the red engine. Sorry, go ahead, Cameron. It's sort of interesting because you know they had announced several months ago that you know, they were moving to Unreal Five, um, and now they're sort of. It, it's kind of weird because they're not saying they're they're moving to unreal five. They're saying using something like unreal, which is, it's very interesting. It uh, makes me wonder if there's some reason they're not continuing to say, yeah, we're going to be using unreal five. It's just a very interesting statement that they're not just coming out and saying it like they were uh, uh, six months ago. It's more important they Good. recognize their own limitations and how badly they damaged their own reputation with the previous attempt at launching yes. simultaneously on all the different platforms and optimizations they couldn't do. So, nope. well, there was What's a couple the other things added to us. Uh, There's two of them. They're like New Unigen is one. What's the Unity? other one that they had? The Unity. Unity is the one I was thinking. Yeah. I'm looking it up here. We've got CryEngine three, Unity. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Amazon Lumberyard. Oh, that's oh, the Amazon one that killed all the graphics own. cards, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, that's the one that killed all the graphics cards when they put out their uh, Mamorpiga. It was just EVGA that they killed a lot of those. Well, I, think, I mean, they still more than two. I think it's some <laughs> gigabyte as well, but not on the same oh. scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Frame caps. Why would we limit frames on our on our menu? Still amazes me. I want to have a thousand a frames a second. Well, I'm doing yeah. six, seven hundred plus FPS in a yep. menu. And I'm here. I was listening to this horrible screeching sound like, oh, that's just a thousand FPS in a menu. It's fine. Let me go past, <laughs> past the coils are unhappy. <laughs> I just lowered my the life expectancy on this graphics card by years. Yes. But no, the amount of people that would be excited to hear that, hey. You're going to do the Unreal Engine? Because we're desperate for Unreal Engine games. That thing looks gorgeous. And some of the games that have come out on it have been, you know, not great. I got keys yeah. for a couple of the, the, the online shooters. And it was like, okay, yeah, you, you're running around and you're shooting people and it's gorgeous. And you can blow through walls and do all this stuff. And then you're supposed to sit by the safe for like two minutes and just defend it until you get some money. Maybe wow, that's CDPR, that's maybe CDEPR is going to bring some of that content creation capability to you know an engine they don't they can they, they would better spend their energy someplace else rather than engine maintenance. So yes, I don't blame they, them. They probably should. They've learned their lesson. They really got their nose bladed on the last one. Have so they? I don't blame them. I think so. Maybe they'll take a trip yeah, to the mean, lumber yard to build up their next game engine. I saw <laughs> what you did there too. That's that's two. That's two. One more, and you win the Jeep. <laughs> At least we have some unity on this. <laughs> Finally. There we, yeah, go, yeah. there we go. That's three. That's three. You know what? It's time for picks of the week. Can you well, imagine? I thought it was time for food with Josh again. No, no, no. It's almost midnight on the East Coast. Let's let's do picks of the week and then go to bed. Josh. That's please, a good idea. Please go like you're thinking. Um, okay. So the price of meat is getting crazy. It's not fun to go to the store and think, you know, I, I 
feel like a ribeye tonight. And you look at the prices and you're like, well, maybe next month or the month after that, I'll do that. But there's still plenty of good cuts and tasty cuts of meat, but they're usually a little tough. Like, you know, a London broil. If you don't prepare it right, it's, it's not always easy to eat, but you do it right. It's fantastic. So if you get one of these cuts of meat that needs to be tenderized, use this thousand blade tenderizer thing. It's vicious. It could probably hurt somebody if you take it to them. So don't get your fingers in there. But it punches all of these uh, slices and slots into the meat very quickly. It does flatten it out a little bit. But boy, it actually does make things a lot tender. So if you're looking to save some money for $28.50, it's not a whole lot of money. And uh, it will uh, make previously inedible or stuff that you've had to cook in the crock pot for 12 hours, um, you know, tender then this is a good way to do it. Actually works. Can I, mean, I say it's smash that meat? cutting board, but smash I prefer that Morningstar. Smash it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jeremy, your pick. Uh, it is not often that we see a PCIe 4.0 SSD at 10 cents a gig in Canada, unless it's kind of crap. The 990 Pro is not crap. And yes, the uh, one terabyte is slightly under. The two terabyte hits you at about 200. I I mean, yes, down south, you were used to this sort of thing. You're kind of saying, well, that's just kind of dumb. But no, for Canadian pricing, that is pretty damn good. And I mean, we've, we've sort of mentioned a couple of times over the shows that, you know, PCI 5.0 SSDs are nifty. But you're not going to see a difference in your Starfield loading times. So, yeah, if you're looking for storage, if you know someone that is, take a look. Uh, if that's a little bit too much, uh, I think it was the 770 uh, Black is even cheaper than that. It's a little bit slower, not a lot, but a little bit slower. Uh, yeah, just take a peek. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, Brett. Some of us here on the podcast need to be taught the lesson that the power can be yanked away from them at any moment, and they are subject to the whims of the power company. Maybe it's a personal vendetta from the power company. They should listen to what's going on in their life. They should get themselves an uninterruptible power supply. For goodness sakes, what are they going to do with their NAS when it powers down suddenly? Please, those of you who are not powering your important equipment with a UPS Spend a little money. This is not a lot. It's some, but it's not a lot. For $119, you can get yourself a 1500 VA refurb, I admit, um, UPS with all kinds of cool digital readouts on it. CyberPower. Excuse me, Brett. I'm sorry. Is this pure sine wave or is this uh, This simulated sine wave? I believe this is simulated sine wave, but it is AVR which means if you get a little bit of a, you know, when you're feeling a little weak in the morning and you get a little droop, and I'm talking about voltage from the wall. Mm. When, you, when you're feeling a little droopy from your voltage in the wall, this particular unit will give you that that little boost that you need to stay A little bit of prime. caffeine in the morning? A little bit, of a, little, bit of a, little bit of a kick in the morning, keep you in that 110, 115 AC. That's what you need. Wait, 
also a little over voltage, it'll pull you back in. When you're Keep feeling you in the proper zone, a little down, you know, you mm-hmm. a little brown. You don't, don't want to don't let a brown out ruin your day. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You want to keep it smooth and clean, mostly clean. We're not talking about you know pure sign, but we're talking about mostly clean. You're going to be happy with this unit at 120 dollars for modern the switching power supplies. Don't mind minutes. the simulated sine no. wave, right? The square. This is going to give you. It's going to give you enough time to go sh- shut your pot. Nope. This is going to give you enough time to go shut your stuff down. You keep on okay. Properly. There's a lot of uh, subtext. There here, is, I think. There is. First of all, yes, because no. I had two UPSs, and then uh, one of them died, and then a, a year mm-hmm. later, the other one died. And I just, I've been mm-hmm. lazy, and I haven't mm-hmm. replaced either one of them. Mm-hmm. And it's just. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't a battery issue read. Like it was just. You're not going to make me read from this again, are you? No. All right. All right. Uh, okay. I have a pick. I have a pick this week. No, you don't. Yes, right. I do. All right. And I went, I went shopping on my shelf of uh, vintage goodies. And I want to tell you a story. Uh, when I first got into PC gaming, it was late in my life. We didn't have a computer in my house. We didn't have video game systems. I had one of those like naturalistic moms who believed in like reading and stuff. So uh, when I finally got my hands on a PC, it was 1999, believe it or not. Were you AMD dreaming K- when you wrote this? AMD K62, 64 megabytes of RAM, 6 gigabyte Quantum Fireball hard drive. It was an HP Pavilion 4000 series. I do not remember the exact number. Quantum uh, Fireball. Oh, yeah, it was loud. My heart even strings. Then, my heart even strings. before the bearings went bad. But I immediately started buying software titles at our local big box store. And they had one of these on the shelf. I wanted to play X-Wing. So I bought the Gravis... Oh Black my! Black Hawk Digital. Now I I wanted a Logitech. You know they had that big Fulfill Logitech my joy force. But this this got <laughs> Did the you just job say, done. Fill my joy port. Is that what? Yes. I just heard. Okay. This is this is uh, requires a game port. Yeah, game port. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Josh. Not USB. But uh, it it was okay. I mean, it has a, uh, it actually has a little bit of weight to the base. I remember seeing some of these that actually had suction cups on them because they were so flimsy. This one had a little bit of heft to it, and it had I don't remember if it had twist or not. I think it did. I was mm-hmm. able to play a lot of X Wing with this. That's all that mattered at the time. But I found it later, years later, in the box, new, and I just had to have it. And then I put it in my storage unit. Mm. Forgot about it. So that's the story of my Gravis. Blackhawk Digital, long gone, but now I have it again. And someday I'll unbox it and do a little live stream about gaming on it. And I, I three people will watch. I, I, I definitely would like to watch you unbox that. Yeah. Well, oh, you're also going to have to pick a sound card to pair it with. And a Logitech one in the box now. Logitech mm-hmm. Wingman Force. Yeah, and that's the thing. We'd have to get a, a sound card that has a game yeah. port like this. Uh, Yamaha Audition 32 Plus. Oh God, the art still hurts to this day. We could we could break this one open. I believe this one has a game port. Look, it even has the original software disc in there. Oh wow! So many memories. Kent, you've waited long enough. Yes. Yes. So, um, you know, in relation to one of the earlier stories, I'm picking an old favorite. The 6950 XT 
What? Uh, you can get it. Oh, yeah. You can get it for not a lot more money than the 7800 XT. Matter of fact, you can get one, which new. you can't, the 7800 XT. And it outperforms the 7800 XT. Yeah, it uses a little more power, but you know, you're a gamer. You don't care about the power bill. Your parents pay that. So this is still got the uh, Starfield Premium Edition bundle with it, just like the new cards. Um, it's less than $100 more, and it's more than $100 more card than the 7800 XT. And that's my pick this week, yet again. It's a great pick. I kind of uh, I resent this idea that gamers are just nerds living in their parents' basements. As I podcast from my basement, but I hey, this is yeah, my house. I wasn't. I was my parents' house. It's been another week, and it's time to wrap this one up. It's time to put the test bench away, take the pile of graphics cards from the bedroom, the dining room, the living room coffee table, that really? weird box of stuff next to the coffee table, push up against a cabinet. The empty boxes from various graphics cards, some of which have to be, you know, refilled and then put in another box and shipped back to Sapphire. It's time to just take a deep breath and start another review immediately. And that's that's the life of the uh, content creator. It never ends. And it's it's not easy to do this you know, I, every I, week. But I, we did, uh, I did take a picture of my uh, benchmarking dungeon. Did you catch that one? That was that yeah, one that I posted about your, you your benchmarking right? dungeon. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I, I, I had to stack things on my son's table, and he hasn't cleaned that yet. Oh, I, uh, I see so, the picture you just posted in the staff of, channel. That's meat um, hooks, maybe? You know, mm-hmm. and, and some hanging things, and it'll be you <sighs> know a villain's lair. Josh, you're Just one warning. saw episode away of uh, actually torture chamber. I think. What on earth is happening? No, that that, area here? that is definitely <laughs> the what? Do you, do you want us showing this on the live stream? Oh, oh I don't should. Care.